Welcome to Danny Houlihan's Irish Experience Podcast. Join Danny on a journey through the historical island of Ireland, its people and the wild Atlantic way, which is Ireland's last frontier. Experience the music and the culture that makes up the longest coastal driving route in the world. Now, please welcome your host, Danny Houlihan. Welcome to the Wild Atlantic Way, here on the banks of the mighty Shannon River in North Kerry, Ireland, from my Bolliv Winnenown studio in the ancient barony of Rockty Connor. I hope you're all keeping well and safe. Long time ago in this area, near a special place called Dune Point, where once the sounds of clan chieftains and warriors were heard, celebrating after many a battle in their high lofty Dune Castle was seen an unexplained sighting which occurred one clear frosty night along the high cliffs of Dune and lasted an hour or so until it vanished near the old graveyard of Kilcondi. A local man who I knew who has now since passed on related this whole story to me he was making his way back from the village of Ballybunion, where he had just completed his daily shopping at a local shop, called O'Carroll's at that time. He quickly made his way out of the village, passing the Bunker Bar along Cliff Road, and commenced his climb up the hill towards Dune and Dune Church. The man paused at the gate of the former palace church of Dune Church and said one quick prayer to the memory of his ancestors. Moving along the dark country road, in the distance on the estuary, the only light he could see was the light of Lupehead and Kilcardan Lighthouse, beaming like ancient beacons out of the still Shannon estuary. The man felt very uncomfortable as he thought to himself, as in those days tales of fairy folk and ghost stories were always told around the fireside, that no one should be out on the dark country roads which skirted the Shannon Estuary at night. This time of night was for the other world, he thought, the realm of the ancient gods, Anu, goddess of the earth, and Cromdhuv, the fair Volog, and other ancient Irish deities. The only sound that could be heard that night was the crashing wave along the mighty wild Atlantic way at Cúnaheishka, or Cúnaheish, the Bay of the Fish, as it was named after. All of a sudden, the moon was covered by a lone dark cloud that appeared over the estuary, and the road in front of the local man became black in darkness. As he looked back in the direction of Dune Church, his heart started to beat faster and faster, hovering over the crescent-shaped fort of Dune, overlooking Cúnaheishka, was a large ball of light in the sky which seemed to intensify as time went on. The local man was stuck, as we say, on the spot, watching this unusual event. The ball of light then moved along the coastline of Dune to his left, slowly. As the man began to take up pace, so did the ball of light. Then the lights halted in the sky over Cunaheshka, which illuminated the whole bay for a few seconds. There was no sound. The night was still, only the crashing wave of the strand below could be heard. The local man made his way quickly to the edge of the cliff 
to get a better look at this event. The light now had become tree, and then moved on the old promontory fort of Dune Point, near the castle. That was once a stronghold of the O'Connor Kerry clan of Vriach Nafila, the King of the Cliffs. The spectacle lasted several minutes on the spot, as the three balls of light then followed the headland of Dune Point. The man was very curious and slowly moved on his way home, passing the old blacksmith's forge of Dune, Ned Leahy's, now sadly gone, where many a horse was shod and ironwork fashioned and the daily newspaper often read and debated. Passing old Teddy Hunt's house, now gone, the local man started his descent of Stoic, which takes its name from the sea stack, and took his eye off the vision just for a few seconds. Over the sea stack, called the Devil's Castle, three more balls of light had joined the first tree over the famous Devil's Castle, which is near Bramore Cliffs. All of a sudden, there was a long cry, like a banshee from the bay below. The man again left the old dirt road quickly and made his way to the edge of the cliff bank, called the Haggard. At this stage, the man was fascinated about what on earth he was witnessing, as a scene like this was never observed in the area before. The six balls of light, each of different colour, then moved slowly inland to Bramore Cliffs along the cliff edge of Liam Lamwicka of the Pig's Leap, where once there was, according to lore, an event where the ancient warriors of Erdan, the Fianna, were chasing a large boar along the coastline of Dune and Bramore, when the large boar jumped the chasm to safety, thus evading the warriors. The local man now sat on a grassy, damp ditch, watching this event for a few minutes. Then out of the blue, the lights started to move fast inland overhead from Bramore Cliffs to the old road in front of him. The old coast road lit up as the lights passed Daly's Bridge, another site where people would congregate long ago to talk and dance and play music in bygone days. Those events are gone now by Mike Flahov's annual event of making a wine of hay. This takes place at Bramore Cliffs each year, worth seeing. The whitewashed house and thatched roof of Flahov's lit up in the distance as the balls of light hovered beyond. Now, at this stage of the story, the man was getting extremely worried, as the man knew this location very well and was not going further, but left the road onto a field. Before he could, several more lights danced across the field he was about to enter and made their way to meet the other lights. I should point out at this stage the local man who related this whole story to me told me that he had no drink in him that night. All lights converged on one spot over a site of a massive fairy fort called Lishin Rua, the Red Fort, just beyond the entrance to Bramore Cliffs. It is still there to this day, only part of it. The man looked on in amazement. All of a sudden, the lights disappeared. The clouds cleared from the sky the moon beamed again on the old road, as if nothing happened. Ring forts or fairy forts in olden days were regarded as special places, homes of the fairies and the other world, even burial places of our dead ancestors. These earthen enclosures 
were indeed homes of our ancestors, where cattle and small house types were located, where our native people would live in relative peace. Realising he was witnessing something from another world, he thought he'd better make a haste and run for it, basically run for his life. Quickly, he climbed over a few ditches and made his way slowly to Glown Nadolov, the glen of the high land, where once the old penal mass church was located, an area where during the penal times mass was celebrated by local priests, a period when the English soldiers were hunting down priests and executing them. Just as he came off a high ditch, something moved in the bushes. He ran quickly down Norsnaguiha, then stopped and looked back. It was a goat trapped in the bushes. You fool, he thought to himself. But when he turned back in the direction of Glownadolov, there over the glen were the six lights hovering over the area. Quickly, he made his way back onto the road, in the direction of Kilkandi. In the distance, he could see the lights from his house. He made his way to the back door and quickly entered to the safety of his home. Safely inside his small, thatched, whitewashed house, he looked out through the small window. Scared, but at the same time, curiosity got to him. He looked out and could see the lights slowly making their way along the coastline in the direction of Lake Bevan, or Lake Castle, an ancient stronghold of the Clan Richard of Lake Bevan. Curiosity killed the cat, they say. He decided after a cup of tea to investigate again and walked from his house, which at one time was another old forge, owned by the same family of Dune. North he went along the road slowly, which winds its way to a height that overlooks Kilconley graveyard. This is where he got a shock. Just as he made his way to the height that overlooked the graveyard, shivers went down his spine. He observed the six lights hovering over the graves of the dead. A breeze came up from the still night. All of a sudden the lights vanished into the ground in the local graveyard never to be seen again. Now more confused than ever, he made his way back to the safety of his home and without further haste made his way to bed. In the morning, he made his way to the road in front of his house. A few of his neighbours were making their way to doing mass on donkeys and carts. Not making a fool of himself, he said nothing about the previous night's apparition. However, one neighbour shouted at him Strange things in the sky last night. Did you see them? He replied, Yeah, I know, he said I was in bed. The old man over the years pondered this encounter. And others. Some maintained it was the dead that arose and visited all those places along the cliffs of Dune, where once they lived in their thousands and died by the hands of the landlords during the Irish Holocaust of 1846, commonly known as the Famine and then at night would return after their brief journey along the cliffs of Dune to the graveyard of Kilconley. Another theory was that it was of a natural phenomenon, an event when sulphur would rise from the land in balls and move around the coastline. We shall never know what truly transpired on that moonlit night, as the man who related the story to me passed away many years ago, and his secret of what transpired has gone to the grave with him. I hope you have enjoyed this short journey 
along the coast of Dune, Bramore and Kilcondy. Sadly, these events and tales, like this event, are not seen now with modern television, computer technology, etc. To his people, its heritage and its rugged coastline, this is truly Danny Houlihan's Irish experience. Slán, bye for now. Thanks for listening to our show. Through its people, its heritage and its rugged coastline, this is truly Danny Houlihan's Irish experience. Bye for now. Welcome to episode two in my podcast.